Hello, hello and welcome. It's Mark and it's Trucking Answers coming to you at your ear hole only. You don't have to look at me. The best part of Trucking Answers and the best part of your morning. So whenever you're listening, I'm Mark, your host with Gracie, my co-host. And we're going to bring you some trucking news, some automotive news. And of course, another reason why we are not on Mars. All right, so... Uh, that's how that's going to go today. Thank you for listening. I'm Mark from YouTube. If you've ever seen me over there, Trucking Answers, I'm all over the place or tried to be. So if you have any questions, let me know. Mark at TruckingAnswersNation.com. Good, bad, and indifferent. Mostly good uh, things only. Thank you. I appreciate that. So, so I want to warn everybody. I want to warn everybody this week about some fifth wheels I see being pulled. So there's more and more reports of this again. Anytime you get in the truck from anywhere, if it's been out of your sight at all, please do a tug test, right? Set the trailer brakes and pull. If you don't have a handle or a Johnny uh, valve, yank that valve and pull on it and get ready because I'm seeing more and more of these. It's disgusting, all right? And the drivers doing it should be arrested, in my opinion, for vandalism at least, if not, uh, you know, anything more than that, whatever can happen to them, but... I'm seeing these fifth wheels being pulled, so please, please, please check. Always check. That was called a Schneider check when I started driving. I think because Schneider used to get them pulled all the time on them because they were becoming a large company then. It wasn't that long after deregulation when I started driving. And uh, so they were like one of the big industry players, which they still are, certainly. And so we always called it a Schneider check because of, uh, because of that. Schneider would get their fifth wheels pulled, and I didn't like it then, and I don't like it now. All right? You can have an issue with a company. You can hate them to kingdom come do not damage property do not do this this driver didn't do anything to you well maybe did even so do not do this okay don't don't do it always check always check your truck now i want to talk about this i-16 bridge there's been an update this one on georgia where that uh, dump a bed hit the bridge guess what the driver no license meaning it's expired it's long expired they said so the driver driving it, now how does this happen? Do companies not check this stuff? All right, they're all about it. Here, I get letters every five seconds from a mark, your license expiring, it's about to expire. So uh, I don't know how this happens at a company, but nonetheless, it does say you work for a company, so no license is ticketed for that. Among the company will have to pay, I don't know how many millions of dollars it will cost to rebuild that. They tore the bridge deck down. Got 16 open, and they're going to rebuild the bridge over 16, which will result in some lane closures coming up as they put these big beams in and everything. But that driver, no license. Go right now. Look at your license if you don't know when it expires. Here in Indiana, the greatest state in the union, uh, <laughs> the license expires on your birthday. So it's your birthday. It's your birthday. So every four years on your birthday, you get a cake and a letter from the BMV to go renew your license. That's how we do it here in uh, the finest state in the land so they are talking about retention i have a video about this and a couple other things we're going to talk about but there's something more to that 50 percent of drivers work over 60 hours a week 50 percent holy crapolis 20 percent of drivers work over 4,000 hours a year that's two freaking jobs is that you you're working that many hours? Holy mackerel. So uh, possibly uh, some of the retention issues are you just work to death. I mean, you just work 
work the life out of you. And, uh, you know, I have arguments with people about this all the time. Well, Mark, I want to make more money. Well, all I, I tell people working more, you know what that makes you? Tired. That's all That's all it makes you. Create value, right? Do not, uh, don't work more at a place because the trade-off is bad health and uh, you don't ever see your family, even if you're local. And, uh, you know, it's just no good. It's no good. So I could see that people some of the retention would be burnout from working that many hours. Now, look, for full disclosure, my average week is around 37 hours per week. Now, I worked a Saturday here recently, so I actually went into the 40s, uh, and I actually ended up at almost 50 hours that week. Crazy for me. And that was a long week. And seriously, I think that's a long week. I wouldn't want to do that all the time. Working over 60 hours a week, I mean, it's been a long time since I've done that. That's for young people, I always thought. But then now I think, no, it's not even for young people. It's just a, it's just part of the industry that because of the pay, until you uh, really work, you're not really making that much money depending on where you are. And working 60 hours is a big no for me. So it's hard to believe that half the drivers are working that much. Uh, you know, it really is. And so what I tell people, right, if you worked a little bit less, you'd get even more money because there'd be even more pressure on the industry to hire more people. So working more hours than that, uh, not my solution to anything. I just thought that was really something. (laughs) And there's a whistleblower. I'm going to do a video about this guy. I want to tell you, though, if you have a problem with your trailer, okay, be sure to take pictures of it. Don't drive anything that's got problems. I talked about what happened to me on Saturday on the live show and uh, on here, and uh, it was just crazy. I don't like it. Uh, by the way, this comes out every Tuesday, Friday. I try to anyways. I have a bunch of pictures, and you should too. This guy got fired for not driving a piece of equipment that he felt was unsafe and got a big whistleblower uh, reward for a hundred grand almost. But you have to take a stand somewhere. We can't just drive this junk around because we want to work 60 hours a week. And the pay per per mile, I think, is the big problem with that. The per mile pay. That just has to end out of the industry. Per mile has got to go. It's got to go. It's it's no good. You Even on practical miles, you're still not really getting all of your miles. It's close. But you're still not getting paid all your miles. Why don't you just get paid by the hour? Why don't we just get paid by the hour? There are a few companies doing it. I've seen it even on the road, uh, just pay people by the hour so that you know all of your time is being paid. Well, I don't know why there's such a pushback from drivers about it. Other than this, people will write to me, Mark, uh, Martin, I assume that's how they sound. If we get paid by the hour, we're going to get minimum wage. I'm like, really? You're going to get minimum wage? Do you think a company is going to offer seven uh, twenty-five an hour? That's 600 bucks a week, you know, for a full week with overtime. You think that's going to happen? That is not going to happen, my friend. That is not going to happen. Would you work there? No. But you'd get a better idea of what place is paid if all of your time was paid time, was paid. Then you could better, you know, compare, I guess, and contrast places. Look, the whole industry is in a change and it all needs to it all needs to change. It just does over 60 hours a week paid by the mile. And that's just work hours. Who knows how many hours these people work, right? You could do 80, 90 hours on the week, really, you know, to be honest, when people are doing uh, the creep around the uh, I'm going to creep around the truck stop or creeping around, you know, come on. 
Okay, all you're doing, you're doing that because you're not being paid. You know, what if you were paid for that time? You could drive around like a normal person, not do the ELD creep. Okay, you could drive like a regular person. And that's what I want from people. You shouldn't have to fight a place to get paid. All of your time should be paid. Pay me. Simple. Oh, my gosh. There was a driver on another live show that uh, I was watching. It was Cassius King Trucking. Okay, let's just put that out there. And he was talking about bed bugs. And I thought, you know what? I have a bed bug story. And I want to talk to you about a bed bug story and what I think ought to happen with it. So this driver was assigned. Some of you might have been in there. This driver was assigned a truck. Get this. With a bunch of bed bugs. Of course, you don't know that. They don't have a little sign. Although he did say there was a tiny mailbox outside the door. So I don't know what that was all about. He saw a few, I guess. And then in the next few days, he was all bitten up or whatever. And um, the tr they were going to, I guess, clean the truck out. Look, here's the thing. If you are in a sleeper truck, this is my opinion. And this I hold to this, okay? Do not deviate from your values ever because you need money or whatever. Don't. Don't do it. Don't. Anyone who gets a sleeper truck assigned, number one, it should be assigned. Ne I would never work for a place that does not assign a sleeper truck. Okay, I'm not sharing the truck. But when you get that truck, you should get a new mattress that is in plastic. And I don't care. Companies can gripe at me all they want. It costs money. If you're a large place, you can buy a bunch of them and they're less money. All right? But giving a driver a truck with an old mattress is gross and you're a horrible company. The drivers get a new mattress. And drivers, lift that mattress up, look around in that truck, especially now, look, COVID, and they're going to hand out a truck that's got bed bugs. How's that truck been cleaned? It hasn't. That truck should also be spotless when it's given to you from the company. It should have been cleaned, vacuumed, and all that. If not, tell them to clean it out. Tell them you want a clean truck. You shouldn't have to drive that kind of thing around. Either way, they were going to clean this truck and give it back to them. There's no way, no way I'd ever get in that truck again, and I'll tell you why. Many years ago, right, I went bankrupt, and so I had to move. I've talked about this on my show, but... We moved, uh, and eventually I found a place, a cheap place, okay, like cheap, like 435 including utilities, okay, for uh, uh, one bedroom. All right, so, all right, it was a dump, all right, it was. I'm not going to kid you, that was a tough time, all right, I was very uh, broke, all right, at the time, let's just be honest about it. Eventually, this was a house, okay? This was an old Victorian-style house that had been broken up into apartments. The landlord, all they did is nail the door shut that would have gone into like another section, and that was another person's apartment, and you couldn't get in there because the door was nailed shut. And it was probably illegal. I'm sure it wasn't up to code. The house was built in the 1800s. But it was a place to stay, and, uh, you know, we were back, getting back on our feet again. And, uh... And then, all right, the neighbor had bed bugs. And we started to get bed bugs. And so we talked to the other neighbors. They started to get bed bugs. Bed bugs come through the plugs in the wall. They come up the pipes. They come through every nook and cranny uh, of the house. They can flatten themselves out to like this piece of paper kind of thickness, the dime, I think is what the guy said. 
because we told the landlord and the landlord had an exterminator place come over. But, but you cannot just bug bomb the place. That's what they were talking about in this truck. And that's why I'm talking about this. You cannot just throw a bug bomb. It does not kill these. It does not kill these kind of bugs. They go hide from it. They get in the back in the walls and stuff and you don't kill all of them. And then they come back out. Ones that are in the mattress or whatever, come back out. Ones that are in the plug holes, come back out. What the person said and what I've what I looked up then as well is that the place would have to be tented and heated to around 140 degrees. The whole building for a few hours to kill the bugs. He said then that gets them all because they can't escape the heat. You heat all the way through the whole building. But he goes, and then he was like, that's like, I don't know, 8,000 bucks or whatever. Because it was a big building, three stories. And the landlord's like, no, forget that. I'm not doing that. I thought, well, that's about crap. So I went down to the city and said, look, we got a bug problem and the landlord won't do anything. Well, guess what? It turns out Indiana has not listed bed bugs as a pest. So um, it wasn't technically a violation because they're not a pest legally so there was nothing the cities could do they're like yeah bed bugs aren't listed as a pest you know that needs to be changed but until then the landlord doesn't have any obligation to eradicate it because it is not a pest there are other things listed they listed all these other kinds of bugs and roaches and every other kind of thing but not bed bugs so i had no recourse with the city at that time either and spraying them uh, you know, just keeps the population down, but you can't ever get rid of them. I ended up sleeping on the kitchen floor for a while because it was tile. And so they couldn't live in the tile. So at least you could keep them away from them. But, but, but uh, we started looking around to get out of there. And it, <laughs> luckily for us, I guess not so luckily for the landlord, he died. And this was a landlord that used to, he would come around to collect the rent in cash. He gave you a receipt because I wouldn't have given it to him if he wouldn't have given us a receipt. But he only took cash from you and then you got a receipt for it and he would come around the first of the month and then so like one month it didn't show up i'm like second third whatever fifth no landlord well at that time we were still getting the newspaper which i haven't gotten in a few years because they refused to deliver it properly uh <laughs> journal and courier so uh i still can read garfield online though saw his name in the paper died dropped dead he was old. I will give you that, you know. And so nobody came to collect the rent that month. And it was like a couple months. And then some dude shows up. And he goes, oh, yeah, I'm a friend of, you know, whatever the landlord's name was. I'm here to collect the rent. I'm like, I don't know you from Adam. I'm not giving you the rent. Oh, well, I'm here to get the rent. I say, well, I don't know what to tell you. Until uh, somebody brings me something from court or whatever. Because I don't know. you. Somebody can't just knock on your door and go, oh, uh, here for the rent. Um, no. Okay. I don't know that was. So we thought, you know what? It's time to bail out of this place. So we find another place to live, a much nicer place, because it's been a little bit, and we were getting a little bit better shape. But So we used that rent money that we would have used to move. And I figured, you know what? We've got bed bugs. I've got tons of pictures of them, as always. Even then, I was a big shutter bug. Ah, bug. I said bug again. Nice. Keep using the word bug. But uh, So I had a bunch of pictures. I thought, you know what? Let them take me to court for it. You know, If they want the rent, uh, let them go do that. So I never heard from him again. Never heard word one about it. We just moved out. And uh, I figured, you know, that is, you know, just compensation for 
the bed bugs because here's the thing about bed bugs the final meat of this this story which is we had to leave all the soft furnishings behind because i talked to an um a couple of pest you know removal places and they said look if you bring even one bug to the new place you're going to start a whole new infestation probably in the whole building or wherever you move and he said or your house or whatever he goes so their recommendation was either to wrap like a sofa and heat it up to 140 degrees for a couple hours or or burn it basically throw it away all we took were clothes which you can take to a commercial dryer they said put the clothes in a plastic bag that has no holes in it take them to a commercial dryer dump them or straight in there and turn it on okay and heat the crap out of them and uh, so your clothes would be okay but he said anything else he goes it doesn't matter if you spray it it doesn't matter just like the truck with the bed bugs it doesn't matter if they bed uh, bug bomb it it doesn't matter you're not going to get all of them they would have to heat the truck which i'm sure a place like that is not going to do if they give you a truck with bed bugs so we left almost everything i had to get all new stuff refurnished the whole place and to this day to this day our bed is wrapped in a bed bug sheet uh it's a plastic ziploc bag basically that it goes in and every plug that i'm not using and i'll do this for the rest of my life is covered with one of those baby uh, protector plastic things so that no bug can come through the wall. I don't care. I don't care if the next neighbor is 50 miles away from me. I will do that forever. And every day I run water down the drains because that was a way to keep them out of the drains. He said, just run out water down the drains uh, regularly and they can't get up the drains. So, because it takes them a while, they got tiny feet. And, uh, and with all they got extra feet so it takes them longer to lace up all their shoes and everything to get in there so that took a little bit longer to do every day right i do that and i keep all the plugs and i will forever but you cannot get them out of a truck you just can't i wouldn't chance it if there's one bug hiding in there it's a reinfestation on the way to happening okay it just is and remember they did a whole movie about this life will find a way do you remember that okay it was like a documentary <laughs> that is the bed bug that's my bed bug story and look new mattress or no go on a truck and i don't care if they just had a guy in it for two days no care that mattress needs to be wrapped and new and the truck should be cleaned from the last driver for the company that's just part of doing business if they didn't tell them if they didn't have such high turnover they wouldn't have to spend so much on mattresses so simple as that now everybody's gonna fight me on this are you ready i got my dukes up got my dukes up got my gracie's here to protect me and her teeth are sharp believe me and uh, so she's here to protect i want to throw this out there if you're looking for a used car used car right now between say fourteen thousand to twenty thousand right in that range so a good used car how about this have you ever thought about this i've recommended this and still do it may be on its last year i don't know it's coming up it's coming back next year get or look at a chevy spark 2lt manual it's you can still get a manual in it one of the few cars left look seventeen thousand bucks brand new I don't know what discounts you know in your area sometimes they have i've seen two thousand dollars off of these things on rebates make sure you get the 2lt that's the top level trim why what do you get with that well heated mirrors 
power mirrors, right? Power windows, power locks, push button start, keyless entry, heated seats, <laughs> that's right, satellite radio, okay? Uh, eight inch um, MyLink touchscreen, all the niceties in the car that uh, you can imagine for 17 you know what else you get a warranty and a car with like you know 12 miles on it or whatever new cars depending on you know what you're doing six miles for 17 grand i think personally that's a better deal than a new car and look when you look it up it rates reliable it does okay there and people report i think it's like 32 39 or something not great. It doesn't rate great on the sticker, but I will tell you, people report, you know, mid 40s mileage on it. Not bad. And yeah, and it's got the 1.4, 98. And now look, it's 98 horsepower. It's no barn burner. And when people say, well, Mark, uh, you know, I can't drive a small car. Well, why not? Well, what will people think? Well, who cares what people think? How, how about that? Get How about tell those people get lost? What do you care what somebody thinks that you don't know? Uh-oh, somebody will see me get out of a small car. Oh, all right. So what? So what? I drive a Sonic to work. People can think whatever they want. Don't care. Don't care. Turn my heated seats on in the wintertime, too. So blah, blah to that. Because so, I have heated seats, too. So look, for 17 with a warranty, I mean, it's uh, it's hard to beat. Look, for five years, you're 300 bucks a month on a brand new car, and five years it's paid for. Oh, well, it'll lose value. Well, it only starts at $18,000. How much value can it lose? It can't lose $18,000 of value. There are new cars that lose $18,000 of value in their first three years. Okay, this car is not going to lose all its whole $18,000 of value. Uh, so what in five years it's worth, uh, you know, $5,000? That's thirteen grand. That's $200 a month. So, uh, you know, I don't think that's uh, terrible. I just don't. Uh, because of the value that you're getting and the warranty, you know, 336, 560 warranty on the thing. And, uh, you know, you could pop an extra warranty on it. I just think for 17, it's a better deal than a used car that may or may not have problems. There's a reason why some people trade a used car in. Sometimes it's just to get another car and sometimes because it's been giving them a lot of trouble. New car, at least it's all covered. So you could fight me on it. Chevy Spark 2LT, at least consider it. Now, I will tell you this. In manual, only found about five of them around the country on Auto Trader. Okay? Only about five. But I will say this. Those dealers are probably ready to deal. Not a lot of people look at these cars. Everybody wants a gigantic Suburban or whatever. This is a great commuter car and a way probably better deal than like a Leaf or something like that. So something to consider. I want to tell you a reason we are not on Mars. So, here's a gentleman who needs to weld his exhaust in his car. It's got an issue that needs to be welded, apparently. But unfortunately, he doesn't have the proper welding equipment. Now, look, look, that's okay. He's got an LPG tank, all right, for like for his, you know, uh, barbecue grill or whatever. He goes, you know what? I can put the oxygen and acetylene in that. Now, I don't know how you do that. Okay, I'm not a welder. All right, I don't play a welder on TV. But apparently, he was able to do that. I have no idea how you'd put both of them in one tank like that. I know they're separate tanks. How you get them in there is uh, no idea. Anyhow, also, you know the other thing he doesn't have? A flow regulator. Yeah, but hey. You don't need a flow, right? It's just uh, do uh, just a small welding job in my garage, uh, in his shed, actually. 
grocery stores, some gasoline and, you know, a few gallons of paint thinner. I was just out in the shed, you know, so pretty simple. <laughs> Pre pretty simple. Yeah, and I think you can see where this is heading. So he um, scratches that little scratchy thing, that uh, lights. Boy, Mark, you don't know anything, do you? Not really. Not really. Uh, you know, and scratches, <laughs> starts, starts the stuff coming out, scratches that thing, and um, obliterates his shed in a large cablamo, which I assume sounded just like that. Windows were shattered for several areas, and uh, I guess they found parts of him for a couple of blocks. No word on how the car turned out. Um, it turns out you can't do that. So he obliterated uh, his shed himself and uh, windows for several blocks. And that is another reason that we're not on Mars. Okay, you can't mix uh, these. <laughs> you can't mix these things together, ignite them. And then expect there not to be problems. That's uh, the problem with uh, saving a little bit of money. It may sometimes cost you. The cheap comes out expensive as uh, they talk about on the people's court. So <laughs> that's, that's going to wrap it up for today. My explosion of the day, basically. I want to thank you, uh, everybody, for listening. If you have any ideas or bedbug stories, right, uh, let me know. How many hours a week do you work, right? MarketTruckingAnswersNation.com. Over 60? Yikes. All right. So uh, we're going to do these every Tuesday, Friday, I think, um, as long as I can, if you want, uh, if you like. If not, uh, you can write me and tell me that, too. So I want to thank everybody for listening. We'll see you here and on YouTube, and uh, we'll catch you on the next podcast.